Welcome to Movies on Shuffle. This week we're going to talk about the 2009 film La Mission. This one was an interesting one. I've been complaining for weeks about all these dumb Tubi apps, Pluto. So you find one and you're like, okay, it's on Facebook. Never mind, it's on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, this is easy. I subscribed to YouTube Premium and I had no ads. Gonna have a great experience. But before we discuss this film, I want to say that I was like, okay, it's an hour and 30 minutes. And I started watching it. And I'm like, this is hard cutting weird. I look up on Wikipedia. <laughs> the runtime is, it was like 100 and whatever. It, it was supposed to be an hour and 57 minutes long. And this is an hour and 30 on YouTube. So 27 minutes are just gone. So my perspective of this movie is a little funky versus somebody that actually watched the entire film. But it doesn't look like this movie is streaming anywhere for free as this moment. You have to purchase it. Yeah, so. you could have purchased it, but, but I didn't want you to. <laughs> so there could be complete through lines that I'm just missing, dynamics that I'm missing. But I will do my absolute best. I don't know when the last time you saw this movie was. So maybe oh, I hit all the... <laughs> I hit every bullet point that you remember and there's nothing major, but there is a chance that I just, I missed out on some major things. Is even the ending, I put like question marks. I'm not even, I'm not even sure. Does he graduate? Is that the ending? Or is there more nope. ending? There's more ending than that. Cause that's what I remember the ending, but is there a scene where the dad walks in on them in bed together? Not that I'm aware of. There is a scene in the hospital where they're holding hands after he gets shot. Who gets shot? Remind me. <laughs> You really don't remember this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get let's get some backstory. We'll get what, when it came out, what happened, and all kind of stuff, and then we'll get. Does one story. of them get gay bashed? The the boyfriend or the main? Okay, we'll, d- we'll just we'll talk about the back <laughs> the backstory of this film, just who, who made it or whatever, whatever notes you have. Okay. Let's start with the IMDb description. A single parent ex-con, interesting way to put that, in a tough minority neighborhood finds his personal values challenged when he discovers his son is gay. Basically, I mean, that's, you know, it's a good summation. So I also saw where this was known as Mission Street Rhapsody, but I, I don't know if that was an yes. early so, title. Yeah, I- I had that in my notes also, because when I initially searched for this film on YouTube, there's a movie called The Mission. It's like a 80s historical film. So it was just converting the Spanish into English. Yeah. So I, I clicked on this and I'm like, okay, this this doesn't seem like a gay film at all. It had like these like major alien. I'm like, this is not the person that Dallas talked about. This is an 80s film. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I had to go. Law. In, yeah. Law. law That's what I typed in YouTube, but it was still converting it to The, oh, the Mission. Yeah. I don't know why I had the other name, but. So I didn't find anything, any other information on that, but it's not important. It premiered at the 2009 Sundance Film Festival, but received a limited release on April 9th, 2010 in the United States. So that is the date I'm going to go off of for our On This Day segment. <clears throat> it was 12 years, 11 months, and one day ago. And here is the news. Philadelphia Eagles long snapper John Derenbos marries Julie Lisicki. Uh, John Durambos would go on to become a magician, and he finished third on season 11 of America's Got Talent. A pair of Hungarian Olympic athletes pass away, Aladar Kavaksi, who is the 1952 Olympic champion in pentathlon, and Zoltan Varga, who is a member of the 1964 Olympic champion football team. Number one song in the United States is Rude Boy by Rihanna in the top grossing movie at the domestic box office. 
is the action fantasy film Clash of the Titans. That is that. Uh, this movie has 26 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It holds a 50% with a 72% audience score. It's written and directed by Peter Bratt, whose film debut was 1996 movie Follow Me Home about a group of minority painters on a road trip to the White House to paint a mural. Starred Alfre Woodard, and this is going to be a through line in his career. His famous actor brother who produces all of his movies, Benjamin Bratt. Uh, this movie... What we're going to talk about was his second feature film 13 years later. And as I said, it stars his brother, Benjamin Bratt, who I think is a movie star. I know when I originally said his name, you didn't know who yeah. he was, but I think he's yeah, a then we looked him up and yeah, yeah. Clear and Present Danger, The River Wild, Miss Congeniality. Also known for TV, he was on Law & Order for four years in the 90s. In my opinion, he's also the best actor in this film by a significant... Because he's the only professional actor, really. I mean... There's a significant gap in between him and anybody else. Yeah, the, the actor that plays the son, Jeremy Ray Valdez, was on TV and stuff. But this was his first big movie role. And he was fine. My biggest complaint was, like, for acting-wise, is a lot of the, like, minor characters. They I don't even know where they grabbed him. It was, like, me being there and just being like, oh, yeah, yep, okay. Okay. And that's like, that's a response. I'm like, wow, this is very awkward for well, a film. A lot of these independent gay movies, for the most part, uh, that's just the way it is. Like the side characters are like local theater actor level. And it really takes you out of it a lot of the times. And I don't remember, but I assume that was the case in this movie. It was mostly like for Benjamin Brad's character, Che. It was a lot of like his friends in the area. Yeah. Like it, really, it wasn't like, because there's not a lot of gay actors or our gay characters in this film it's really just his or gay actors we'll get to that <laughs> not a gay actor to be found okay. <laughs> so it's only really like two besides like there's a scene in a club but those characters have no lines or anything it's just like that mission street group of neighbors and friends and stuff those actors were rough in spots it was just uh... yeah so the name of this movie is based on the neighborhood it takes place in the mission district in san francisco which Peter and Benjamin Bratt grew up in. And so did the actor that plays the son. They all grew up in that neighborhood. So now why did Peter Bratt make a movie about the gay son? I don't know. I can't find anything about his sexuality or personal life, which makes me think he is gay, but I don't know. I read a lot of interviews where he was talking about he made it because he feels like the public especially the white public doesn't realize how much of a taboo homosexuality is in the Latin, well, Mexican American and Latin communities um, and just the, the macho culture. Um, it was interesting to me that this movie takes place in San Francisco, which is like the gay capital of the world. It's also extremely homophobic in parts. I mean, just because it has a gay neighborhood doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbows. I think that's part of this movie. Um but the Mission District is interesting because in like the 60s and 70s, a lot of the um, families that settled there were kind of pushed out. And then more middle class, um, young middle class gay people, to put it one way, kind of moved in. And part of it became a big lesbian neighborhood and just kind of the conflicting cultures of that the movie tries to depict. Um, but yes, the actors, Jeremy Ray Valdez, married to a woman, and then the actor that plays his boyfriend. Are they boyfriends, like, officially in the movie? Yeah, they are. Um, I have his name written down somewhere. Oh, Max Rosnack plays Jordan, also married to a woman. Doesn't mean they're not bisexual, but just saying, I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't come off 
um, authentic to me. It, just watching it or watching clips, I should say, and thinking about it. I honestly think the reason I like this movie is because I thought Jeremy Ray Valdez was very cute. Okay. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I was just, I was into any gay movie with conflict and, um, you know, depicting uh, disapproving parents. I was just very into that. Um, but yeah, Jeremy Ray Valdez, I found out he was on That's So Raven. He had an episode of that early on in his career. And he's now known because he was on Bold and the Beautiful for the last four years, the uh, long-running soap. But, uh, so he's still working as an actor. And then I also want to talk about Erica Alexander. She plays the uh, dad's love interest, the neighbor. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, I just know her because she was on Living Single, that Queen Latifah sitcom in the 90s. So I also, when I watched it, I recognized her in Benjamin Bratt. So that's probably why I was watching it. Um, some other backstory, I read an article with, um, the two Brat brothers, and they were talking about how they had a difficult time raising financing for it because they would bring it to people, and if it was a bunch of white people, they would be like, "What? We just had Brokeback Mountain and Will and Grace. Like, it's solved. There's no homophobia. Why would we depict it in a movie?" <laughs> and of course, that's them coming at it from a white lens, and as if it was solved in any you know society or group of people. It's not, but of course. But then they were like, "Well, if we tried to bring it to like you know people." like Latino culture, they'd be like, you know, our community wouldn't want to watch this because of religion and all of that. So obviously they had a difficult time. Um, yeah. And the last thing on the backstory I saw, it earned an environmental media association green seal award because they tried to have an eco-friendly set, no water bottles. They did composting on the set uh, and they had product placement from environmental green products throughout the movie. And apparently there's mentioning of, um, global warming or whatever climate change in the movie but i don't remember that but. i don't have any notes of it but I, I was i don't know it was just a one-off thing i wouldn't have really made note of it anyways okay so let's try to remind me what happens in this movie okay here we go so this is in the very very beginning i don't think but it starts off with che inviting his son so jesse to go out with the crew just driving and then jesse's like no i, I figure what his excuse was but he's like yeah i'm not I'm not gonna do it i think he said he's gonna go to the library or something to study and then it's been, I guess, multiple times in the past couple months that he's flaked out and his dad's taken notice of it. But then his dad lies. So Che lies to all of his friends saying that Jesse has a stomach bug. And then it cuts to Jesse breaking into a house with like a gun on the table or whatever. And he grabs it. And then you think he's going to like rob this big house or whatever. This is this rich family. And you see this white guy and it is ends up being it's like a fake out. So it is Che's boyfriend or Jesse boyfriend jordan and then they make out or whatever and then they go to the club and then they take photos and then we get back to the house and then you think that Che's gonna open the door and jesse's not gonna be there because there's a tv playing but jesse's asleep on his bed with his shoes on the tv blaring and one beer next to him and then he has the pictures that he took at the club just sitting right out in like a book just but they're just kind of sitting out of the book and it's of him and jordan and Che is visibly uh, like upset he's just he's pissed and then he questions him in the morning and then he, he it's all cut it out like i don't even know what they said because it was i'm assuming they were like all the swear words all the derogatory things just cut out so it's basically just like nothing in my tv edited version i don't even know what the conversation really was but it's about saying i am gay just you know you know it and then there's no talking about it at all it's get the fuck out of my house type thing throws him out of his house and then beats the shit out of him 
And then we have everyone running to a side. We have the Lena, Lena. Is it Lena? I don't even know how to say her name. Lena. Is it Lena or Lena? Lena. We'll go with Lena. Sure, Lena. Lena sees this happen. But then like two minutes later, her bike breaks. And then Che's like, I'll fix your bike. And then they have like this intimate scene. And I have no idea. Like you're supposed to think that she's like this great person that sees good in people and all kind of stuff. And it seems like she was abused in the past. She runs or supports like a women's home or shelter. Why would you? She saw him beat the shit out of his son for being gay. And like the whole community knows that he's gay after that point. There, there's a lot of context that I think I'm just missing because it was very confusing on like why she would ever well, be with this person. Isn't it insinuated they have had a sexual relationship? Though? No, they had a sexual relationship after this point. They hadn't sure. had anything. To, yes, one thousand percent. They have a moment of the bike thing. I'm. I just watched this film. They have nothing. They have this moment of I'm going to fix your bike. It's the first time they met, though. No, they're they're neighbors. The very yeah. very beginning of the film. So how do we is, know they haven't had sex? Like how do we because know? Because we don't. We know they don't have sex at that point. Okay. Because she calls the police on him in the very very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> or security or whatever it was for him working on his car in front of the house. It's like the very, very beginning of the film. Yeah. I, even if you are missing context, I just think it's badly written. If I remember, especially that character. So yeah. So they have, story. we'll just, we'll go through that subplot throughout. I'll just burn that. And then we'll go back to their relationship between dad and son. So we have that. They go out to a club or whatever, have a good time. And then eventually down the line, in the film, once again, Che is violent when they're in the hospital, he grabs Jordan in the throat and Lena sees it, then they're done. We'll get to the very, very end and just that shit. But going back to the father and son relationship. So after the fight, you think that, okay, maybe they're going to fix this relationship that Che is going to grow as a dad and support him. No, absolutely not. It's It it never fucking happens. I just, I, in, there's no growth. It was very confusing watching this movie and be like, I don't so understand. I remember, I remember there being moments, and but it just never got. Well, it was, there. it was. Hey, yeah, you can be here. You can be in my house. It got to the point of you can be in my house. I don't want to know about it. I don't want you to talk about it. I don't want you to. Yeah, but that's realistic. Here. But, but then I have no idea what just happened. Now I can't even hear you. I had my mute. You froze for like a minute. Did I really? Yeah. Oh man, where was I at? Uh, you're talking about how you didn't want. You were just elaborating on. The fact that there was no growth and he's allowed yeah. the house, but it was, yeah. I don't want to hear about it. I'm going to be like that. Again. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully now we'll, we'll see. But so there's no growth as a character, but we end up having where there is a character in the beginning part of the film. It's a classmate of Jesse's that we find out, but he's on the bus and he's playing a loudspeaker or whatever. And then Che kicks him off because he's a bus driver is his job. But then this character comes back and he is driving a car with a group of friends and they're harassing Jesse and Jordan for being gay because it's known in the community that they're gay. And Jesse wants it to just kind of stop. He's like, I just let it be to Jordan, let it be. And Jordan won't drop it. He's just like, yeah, yeah he's like a rich kind white of like, kid. Yeah. Yeah. So they're giving him a shit. And he's like, basically, yeah, yeah fuck me to, to the people. And then they're like, oh, you're going to take that. He's calling you gay. So then <laughs> this guy pulls out. And I think earlier in the film, he was going to shoot Che. But then he pulls out a gun and he shoots uh, Jesse multiple times. And now we're in the hospital. We... Yeah, see, I remember because he graduates in a wheelchair, right? Isn't that? Nope, thing? nope. Because where he was in a wheelchair when he graduated. No, he has a slight walk. Ah, same thing. <laughs> so thinking about the we have, we have this whole hospital thing, <laughs> and then we think, hey, maybe there's gonna be more growth in Che at this point. There's gonna be more growth. Che is with Lena. There's gonna be some growth, but then they're going back home every night. So then Che goes in in the morning, and then he sees Jordan is there holding Jesse's hand, and they're both asleep. And then nurse is like, oh, yeah, they're so cute or whatever. He's so nice being here, all kinds of stuff. He's been here all night. And then this is the first time that Chase sees him in person, Jordan. 
So he waits for Jordan to get up, walking down the hall. Che chases after, not chases, but he walks out behind him and then slams him into a wall, chokes him. And then this is where Lena sees it and they're done. The relationship's over for Lena and Che. He can't do it. And then we, I think we cut back and then uh, Che goes back to the hospital. Jesse is checked out without letting him know. He is now living with jordan who i forgot to say che said don't ever fucking see him ever again i don't want you ever seeing my son so then they move in together and then <laughs> that's i remember that them being in bed together yeah so che drives out there to the rich part of san francisco and then talks to jesse and then like you're coming home we're not we're you're not doing this you're gonna come home with me no nope, not and then he che drives off and i think at this point the whole thing throughout the movie is that che is working on this car for jesse because they love low ride like like the low rider stuff yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was their bonding thing before it must be before he hit puberty it seems like before he started just going out and doing stuff so he's building this car and like the weird thing is like you think they're growing because you see like these scenes of him working on this car for him they're still like he's getting all happy about i'm gonna have this car for my son and then we have this moment of nope he is gay he's not changing and he just smashes the shit out of the car that he just built for him and then we have the graduation scene where it's he's at graduation we have the uncle and aunt who I, I feel like all of their lines were cut out. There was one scene with the uncle, which was good. And I will mention that it's my favorite scene of the entire film. It was saying, I know I put it on. I remember them being in the movie more. The aunt, I don't even said, think said like one line outside of the graduation thing for me. And I, I know that was all cut out. Like I'm yeah. assuming their whole subplot gone. Why they give a shit really gone. Cause like why, why they're there and why they have this relationship. There was not, there was no nothing. So that was just cut out completely, but it was, so both Che and his brother were into crime and all kind of stuff. So we learned that Che's brother, and I don't have his name right in front of me. Is it Rene? I don't even know what it is, but we learned that his brother had a kid that had major health problems when they were born. And he, he said like, why did God do this? Like God's punishing me for this baby that has major health problems it's gonna die because of all my stuff in the past and he said he didn't want to hold it he didn't want to hold his baby just because he felt so bad and didn't want like nothing to do with this kid at all because he just felt so sad about it and then it was like rushed to the hospital was gonna die and on life support and then he was like please just let this kid live i just please please like that what did I say? What did I say? He said that he just wanted the baby to not die and then be able to hold them for the first time really ever. And that like, let him live, be happy type thing. So it was just like saying like, you have this kid. It doesn't matter if they're gay or whatever they are, like cherish them. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I had this kid that had massive health problem. It doesn't matter. Like it just, it's your kid. Like take care of them. Be yeah. a good dad. It was a really touching, good scene. But then like I, like I said, it was completely, there was every other scene of this uncle is completely cut out. So I have no <laughs> idea what the relationship, but the uncle and aunt are at the, the graduation. The dad's not, but the, the boyfriend's also there so we have jordan there and then he goes off with jordan to whatever just to go live with him i'm assuming at this point mm-hmm. and then we cut to um jesse's going to school in ucla so there's like in this edit about three seconds of it you see him at ucla doing a math problem i remember that, this, that's it yeah there's nothing there's no him not talking he's not talking to students not talking to professors just him doing that we cut back to che and he is just like all i don't know he's let himself go he has like a gross beard <laughs> bummy clothes he looks like a hobo yeah and then we see that there's a funeral going on in their little mission area for the kid that shot jesse yeah so we see it, his family mourning for this kid and then che just has a breakdown he starts crying uncontrollably over this random kid that shot i'm pretty sure it's a kid maybe it's somebody else maybe i'm wrong on that but he's crying about some random kid and then he goes to lena i was like oh 
and then wakes up in the morning shaves his beard goes and gets the car that he worked on and then just drives off i'm assuming he's driving to go make things right with jesse yeah i I have no idea but yeah but that's the thing it's you don't need to see that to know it's probably going to happen eventually. It just takes time. But it's we don't even know. Like my my, my whole cut of this film, though, is like it, it cut around so much where there's so much context missing. So I, all I see is that he wakes up, shaves, and gets in the car and drives off. I'm like, okay, I have no idea. Frozen again. Froze, froze, froze. But so you don't see the character grow at all. No, but it's insinuated that it's going to happen. It might have been. I'm telling you, I really think that I would have liked this film better if I would have saw the complete thing. 27 minutes is just so much time. So many through lines just gone. It's so hard to even make like a real judgment call on this movie just because I feel like there probably was these tendrils that tied into everything that made it make sense. Uh It just didn't make sense to me. I just was so lost. I, I don't know. I like. I have no idea. Like, I had to put question mark guy that shot Jesse's dead. I wasn't even sure if that was him. I think it was. Did he drive for UCLA? I have no idea. There's no context clues. If that, it, there was no talk with him and Lena and this thing. There was like not. Like, I don't. I have no idea. So I was just lost, and I just feel bad that this is the version I watched. But it is, it is the one that you recommended was on YouTube, and that this was the longest cut on YouTube. Well, you think I checked to see if it was a cut or not? No, you probably YouTube. just looked at it was a full. <laughs> yeah, I would have saw this, like it's an hour and a half. It's probably. Oh, that's the movie. It's an hour and a half. That makes sense. <laughs> but but, but uh, so this is my least favorite film we've watched which is a surprise but it's just because it didn't make sense to me yeah i understand what it was going for mm-hmm. like it's just this hard nose like he came from this very i'm assuming like religious or just like this cultural background where being gay is not okay and for him to learn but like he was just like an abusive asshole in this whole film and like he's i just awful yeah. why do why do i give a shit if he's driving off to see his kid like i don't want person. him to, i don't want him to ever see his kid and if that was the whole end of the movie like the growth was some random person he saw die there was no growth with this on there was a thousand opportunities i just uh... and then the plot line with the girlfriend i don't understand because he was like abusive yeah it wasn't and she was still with him like it doesn't make sense i'm telling you they had to have cut out all of the uncle and aunt stuff because like they're in they the did because the i remember them being in it they, they were like i'm assuming they were supportive i feel like there's a scene where he goes to their house after he gets kicked out not in that I remember. I know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, just saying, I remember. I'm saying not in this cut. Like it could have been a whole time <laughs> in this scene. Not in this. That's all I have. Okay. Well, you said who I want to fuck in the movie, and I think it's obvious. Jesse, yeah. obviously. He was a yeah. child in this film, Dallas. No, he's he betraying wasn't. a senior, senior. Yeah, but he was. School. He was like in his twenties, I'm sure. I hope he's like 15, Dallas. And you're gonna feel like a big creep. He was not 15. Also, when I watched he, it, I was like. 16 he was like 20. He was like 29 years old. So you're good. I was gonna say he's probably close to 30. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Because he had been on TV since like 2000 at that point like oh, I, I do want there's one last thing i want to mention so, so i don't even know because they come from a native american heritage in this film i don't think it's mexican i think it's native at least from his well benjamin bratt in real life benjamin and peter their mother was indigenous uh, indigenous background from yeah. peru so <laughs> there's nothing to do with that but so they're his chase dad is in this film i swear to god there's some dubbing issue or something went on <laughs> It sounds like he is like talking through like a big microphone when he it's like, <laughs> it doesn't sound like anybody else. Like the voice mixing this is so off. It sounds like they went in and like redubbed it afterwards. I have no idea if it was for like the TV edit or something. He sounds unlike any other character. It's like, oh, like just every it was so loud and so ugh, I couldn't handle it. It was just like. 
what did you do? Some dubbing. It had to be some dubbing or voiceover stuff they went in and fixed. But to wrap up this first portion of the episode, we do have a little bonus this week. Dallas, can you give us a little quote from this film? I'm assuming you have something pulled up. Okay. This is a really sad one. This is Lena. What, what, what are we calling her? Lena or Lena? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Lena. I guess it would be Lena. This is Lena talking to Jess. Who knows if this scene was even in the version you watched? But it's her trying to console him. And uh, she goes, you know, Jess, your father thinks the world of you. And Jess responds with, he can't even look at me. Not not in the version I watched, I don't believe. <laughs> they probably don't even talk in the version you watched. The only time I think they interacted was when Che beat the shit out of him. The written beginning of the film. He beats the shit out of him. And then let's date. Which is weird because they portray her as like this. Like she's been just taking advantage of her whole life. Why she would ever be with this person. It makes no sense. Because like he chokes the fucking the boyfriend. And she's like, I can't do that. I don't. I had too much of that in my past life. It's like your big introduction of like knowing this family. Was him beating the shit yeah. out of his son for being gay. That would have been enough. Yeah. Like you. Why, why would you ever be with him? Because he fixed your bicycle. He made it green. I just because he got a big dick. Maybe watching these movies makes me just like realize we do not need these random pushed in romantic plot lines. Oh, it's in everything. But we don't need it. I just feel like it has to be. It's a movie. We have to have some kind of romantic a romantic relationship between the lead. It's like we don't. We don't. We know this is a father son film. It is. We don't need this bullshit B plot line that was completely cut out. Like it meant nothing since the TV edit just got rid of it. Yeah. Okay, Dallas, before we transition over to our bonus segment this week, what film will we be discussing next time? Because I think you have a couple on here you're going to pick from, but can you let me know which one we're going to go with now? So I want to do something French. I'll let you pick. So, do you want... Um... So how, which one do I see more penis in? Because I'm assuming the French film is going to be... I was going to say, so there is one where there's no penis and there's one where there's a lot of penis. you want penis or no penis? <laughs> just, just, pick the, just pick one for me. <laughs> Uh, let's Which go. one's on an easier streaming service? Is like, are they both going to be the same thing? Where I have to go to like Tubi or Pluto? The Dreamers. It's on HBO Max. Okay, we'll go with that one. That the one with penis? Yep. That's fine. I, I did. Oh, oh, and spoiler alert: incest as well. Oh, cool, 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 cool. But it's on HBO Max, which is just, that saves the same thing. And I'm assuming that HBO Max is going to be at least a, we have a benchmark of quality of film. So, oh, it's a very, it's a very good film. Yeah. Quality wise. Yeah. Also, my annoyance with the YouTube version of the La Mission was that it was fucking in maybe 480p on YouTube. So it literally looked like I was watching a VHS tape. VHS tape with painful editing. And yeah. But yeah, the director is um, Bernardo, Bernardo, oh my God. An Italian name Bernardo Bertolucci. Uh, it's one of his later films, but he was like his best films are considered like the 70s. But he's one of the greatest film directors in Italian cinema history. I want to rebound and get one that I enjoy. Like, I, I, well, I, think I don't know if you'll enjoy it, it, but it's a quality film. <laughs> but, but at least I can respect that. This movie, I just thought like La Mission was just not a, like oh. it didn't make sense, but I, no, no, I have no idea. I just movie. think it just wasn't a great film. Okay, so this week. We are going to be doing something a little different. So we have another podcast, it's our primary podcast that we do weekly. It's Dallas vs. Ryan. We have a yearly competition on predicting things, but then we also do a weekly game that's worth one point. And I thought just to be able to promote this show on that podcast and then the other podcast on this one that we would have a competition point. Probably just do it just this once this year, but maybe we'll do one for our other podcast as well. Deep Park Paradise where Dallas can have a point up for grabs for me if he does one. So we're going to have one point for that show up for grabs for Dallas. I shared the document with you, Dallas. 
Okay, this is according to Gay Times. These are the 10 highest grossing films in history that have clear LGBTQ narratives or characters. They excluded films such as Interview with the Vampire and The Talented Mr. Ripley, which they said both have only homoerotic themes and they're not actually LGBTQ films. So this was in contrast to some other websites that included those movies. So I provided you them in alphabetical order. So we have Alexander, Bohemian Rhapsody, Brokeback Mountain, Bruno, Philadelphia, Rocket Man, The Birdcage, The Favorite, The Hours, and The Imitation Game. A lot of thes, I noticed. Four out of the ten are a the movie. So I want you to rank from least, least to highest grossing out of these. You need to have seven out of ten to win a point on Dallas versus Ryan. You have three clues that you can use. I know sometimes you don't want to use them. So I will tell you one movie's year it was released, one movie's Rotten Tomato score, and then one movie's budget. Hey, Dallas. What movie do you think made the least amount? And have you seen all these movies? Um, seen six of them i know all of them except alexander i assume alexander is like gladiator right <laughs> like that era i'm surprised you haven't watched this one i think it's your guy that has the sec isn't this colin farrell is this a colin farrell joint probably he's your right. he's your man the he's your favorite tape. celebrity sex tape mm-hmm. it is the best celebrity sex tape i'm pretty sure he has like a he's bisexual i'm pretty sure he has a romance with a man mm-hmm. and a woman in the film mm-hmm. yeah he has a relationship with rosario dawson and then jared leto his relationship with. Go with the. Uh, I'm not going to be anywhere near any of these. I don't think. I'm just going to say the imitation game. I'd never heard of this one. Okay, can you put numbers by year ones? So what am I putting? Ten. But yeah, ten or one. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter. So this is the least. Imitation game is Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's playing Alan Turing. Came up with some sort of something important, but then was uh, arrested for being gay because it was in London. It was illegal in the forties or whatever it was. I haven't seen the movie. It looked boring as shit, but okay. I do know about it. <laughs> you you don't like Benedict, right? Not really. So I feel like I remember this from the Oscar discussion stuff last year when I was doing the Dallas Does. I feel like it was brought up on your guys' not. You and Mark did not care for him. Well, I liked him in that movie. It was the, uh, okay. what the hell? But in general, I don't like him, no. Okay. He was hot in that movie, though. Yeah. Whatever the hell it was called. I can't remember. It was a Western. So I didn't, I just saying them the next one yep i have no idea how much money bruno made because it was like it was the second it was after borat right it was the second it was i feel like I mean, te- technically third because he has oh my gosh he has his one character that didn't really hit here ali G. yeah ali yeah. in the house and i don't even know if brokeback made any money i just know it was a big bruno was one i really i, I really enjoyed bruno is like it hit that time period of my life that i <laughs> enjoyed it my favorite thing was it was the when he goes and sees like somebody that could talk to the dead or whatever and it's like millie vanilli is like his ex-boyfriend i think still like the actual person's alive but he's like doing a fake blowjob like, <laughs> <laughs> those movies are so crazy yeah, I love Sasha. Sasha Baron Cohen just makes me laugh. He goes full into those characters. Yeah. Can I bounce around? Do I have to yeah. start? No. Okay. You, you can do whatever you want. Because I want to move. I want number one to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it's easier if I go the highest. Okay. We've talked about it before. I, I hate this movie. Oh, it's an awful movie. Awful, 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 awful piece of shit. But I still think it made a lot of money. <sighs> These big blockbusters. Was Philadelphia a blockbuster? I don't know. I know it was like for mainstream audiences because it was Tom Hanks. I've never seen Philadelphia. I need to see this movie. Mm. It's one of the few Tom Hanks, like when he you was don't. in his prime. It's fine. No, I, it's just fine. It's fine. You're fine. You don't need to see it. Because this came out, what, is the same year? It didn't it like 94. is like the same year as Forrest Gump. It was the year before. He won two in a row. Okay. He won for Philadelphia and then he won for Forrest Gump. Back to back. Uh, 
Number two, Rocket Man. Number three, The Birdcage. Four, Alexander. Five, oh shit, I don't know. Five, Bruno. <laughs> Six, Brokeback. Nine hours. Okay, so now you have seven and eight left. Seven, favorite eight, Philadelphia. Okay, so not using any of your clues, which are not really super helpful, but... No, and I know all these movies for the most part. Okay, so... We will go starting with number 10. Number 10 is The Favorite, raised the least amount. It made $95.9 million. Well, it has some of my money. I saw that in theaters. Did you? Yeah. I love that movie. I don't, yeah, no oh. idea what this movie is. It's Olivia Coleman plays one of the queens a while ago. Emma Stone, yeah. isn't it? Never heard of it. <laughs> I haven't heard of this next movie either. Number nine, The Hours. The Hours. Brian. The hour. Oh, did I get it? Yay, I got it. Um, the hours is Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, and Nicole Kidman playing Virginia Woolf, famous author. Uh, and Nicole Kidman wears a big prosthetic nose, and she won the Oscar for it. Good for her. Yeah. So you're gonna mark the ones that you got right. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Seven is so mean. I'm not gonna get seven. That's so hard. You get seven on the nose out of ten. Impossible. I don't think it's impossible. That, that movie made 108 million dollars. Right. Okay, number eight was Bruno. I I, I know I, okay. I know. Number seven was Alexander. We already lost. So. <laughs> We're gonna go through them all though. Let's see how many you did get right. Great. Number six, Broke Back Mountain. You got yeah. that one right. A movie we will be doing at some point. Number five, The Birdcage. Mm. That's another movie I have on the list. Have you seen The Birdcage? So is this, which one does Robin Williams show his dick in? Is this this one? Oh, I don't know if he shows his dick in it, but he's in it. Okay. <laughs> he's the main character in Nathan Lane. I mean, Nathan Lane are a couple. I don't know if I have or not. I couldn't tell you. It's a good movie. Okay. I forgot to say Alexander made 167 million. Brokeback made 178 the Birdcage made 185. At number four, we have Rocket Man, which I really I enjoyed this film quite a bit. Made 195 million dollars. At number three, we have Philadelphia, which made 206. Yeah, that was a mainstream movie, I guess. At number two, we have what you thought was tenth place. We have The Imitation Game. I made that 233 million dollars. <laughs> that shocks me, but okay. I don't remember it being a big blockbuster type movie. Okay. It did earn eight nominations at the 87th. Yeah, Academy I know, Awards, but I thought it was adapted screenplay. I didn't think it was commercially successful. I thought it was just critically successful. It seemed like it was very commercially successful. And you were know. correct with number one. It was Bohemian well, Rhapsody. That I knew, yeah. Which made $903 million. Yeah, it's about Queen. The fucking but, Queen biopic. I love of it. Course. You're at, we have Imitation Game, 233 second all time. And then we go to Bohemian Rhapsody, $903 million. Yeah. So Dallas, how many did you get right? Three. Three. So, I mean, I would have to set the bar pretty pretty low for you. I think five would have been fair because that's okay. even hard. Okay, here we, here we go. No, I'm done. I will give you – here we go. If you can guess within $1 million on what bros made in box um, office, I will give you 0. .5. $1 million. That's you, have to get with, you have to get within $1 million. Uh, 82. Half a point. What's it? What's that? Eighty-two. It made fourteen point eight million. That's a hit. That's so depressing. On a twenty-two million dollar budget, it lost seven point two million dollars. Oh, that's so sad. I'm assuming marketing costs and all kind of stuff, so it lost a lot. You think with how much was marketed, it would have made at least forty to fifty. <laughs> but okay. Fourteen is very low. Oh, okay. That makes me sad. Like that makes me really sad. It <laughs> is sad, but it's 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 like a man movie, but still. 
I mean, most rom-coms are meh movies, to be honest with you. They're all kind of just meh. I know, but it was trying so hard to be funny. I still need to I watch it. Expected more from Billy Eichner. See, I'm whatever on him as an actor. I've watched a few things, like a couple shows and stuff that he's in. I'm whatever on him. It's the Billy on the street characters. The, what I yeah, love. that's that's him to me. Yeah, but that's not the character he usually portrays. He usually portrays like a smug asshole, not yeah. like the fun, dumb kind of asshole that he plays in Billy on the Street. Right. But he's like an aloof asshole. Like he's just, he's yeah. not playing. He usually plays like the uptight, rich asshole. Pretentious. Yes. Yeah. Which is not what I, when I'm looking for his stuff, I want just be Billy on the street. That's what, that's what I want you to be Billy on the street, which is still one of my favorite just series of all time. It just makes me laugh. Anytime I put it on, it's, it's just so good. So good. Like when he runs up to someone and <laughs> screams, name a woman, $5, name yeah. a woman. And they just have a panic attack. Of getting <laughs> I also love when they have like people on the, like, the gay person give a shit about John Oliver? Yeah, like, like no, nope, yeah. we don't care. You care about John Oliver, <laughs> or the like trash, like Seth Rogen. He'll be like, Yeah, we don't give a shit that he died, don't care at all. And it's like Seth Rogen's behind the camera right now. Oh, okay, oh, that's so good. So Dallas earns zero points for this, but go and listen to Dallas versus Ryan. Dallas has been kicking my butt all year, but I'm gonna come back feeling pretty good. But okay, Dallas, this has been a long episode. I enjoyed talking to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, when are we gonna like when are we gonna record the next thing? But bye guys. Well, Dallas and I are gonna figure some stuff out for the back end. But have a good night. <laughs>